this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Paul in the Roman Tribune. Paul brought to the council. Paul divides the room, plot to kill Paul, and Paul sent to Felix. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
A reading from Luke chapter 7. After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him, earnestly saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but say the word, and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me, and I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. O Lord, have mercy upon us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What are the marks of great faith? We know intellectually that faith is an internal thing that cannot be seen or measured, and yet we are constantly trying to do just that. We size people up and we assess how faithful they are based upon certain attributes, certain behaviors that they exhibit. Does that guy go to chapel as much as I do? Does she volunteer around here as much as me? This behavior is not limited to seminarians. You'll find yourself doing it in the parish, weighing how faithful each member is this visitor, this family, and you will do it with your fellow church workers, the pastors and deaconesses you work alongside of. You will make these faith assessments based upon external things that you know do not matter. How they dress, how long they've been a Lutheran, where they went to college or seminary, and whether we want to admit it or not, the standard against which we judge them is usually ourselves. Jesus set the mark for great faith, choosing a man none of us would have considered, a foreign soldier. Right off the bat, there were two strikes against him. First, he was not a Jew, 
which for most people in Judea meant he was outside the grace of God and the salvific heritage of Israel. It had been a long time since the exodus out of Egypt when the Lord God told Moses, you shall have the same rule for the sojourner and for the native, for I am the Lord your God. For most people it was an us versus them mentality, viewing anyone who is not already part of the group as beyond hope. But second, he was a Roman soldier. While the vocation of soldier is an honorable one, that doesn't mean the person exercising the office always is. And an officer in an occupying army is both military commander and police chief. And the opportunities for corruption are many. That's why it's striking that the elders of the Jewish congregation in Capernaum came to Jesus on behalf of this foreigner. Despite their built-in distrust of outsiders, they recognized him as a God-fearer who was closer to them than not, a sojourner in the land who worshiped Yahweh as they did. When word reached the centurion that Jesus was nearby, he asked the Jewish elders to act as his emissary for the sake of his beloved servant who was ill. He knew that he was unworthy of such a visit. He knew that he was judged on externals every day and that he could not measure up to the standards of the common man, let alone to a famed miracle worker of God. But still, he knew that God was merciful and capable of great things, as he has demonstrated throughout history. The elders told Jesus that the centurion had funded their new synagogue, but it was not the pious use of his wealth that impressed Jesus. He had ministered to both the rich and the poor elsewhere. He went because he was needed. And as Jesus and his entourage were getting closer to the house, a second messenger arrived. The centurion was humbled that Jesus was actually coming to heal his servant, and yet still he felt unworthy to be seen by such a holy man. So he relayed a message to him through another friend, saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but say the word, and let my servant be healed. For I, too, am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. That is what impressed Jesus. This man, a convert to the faith and a perennial outsider, had a deeper understanding of who Jesus was and what he was capable of than even his disciples did. He was a man accustomed to receiving and giving orders. When he ordered a soldier to complete a task, it was not a suggestion and it was not a negotiation. It was a command and it was obeyed. He knew from what he had heard of Jesus that he possessed even greater authority, authority great enough to heal illnesses and to feed the masses. This authority did not come from man, but from God, something the Pharisees refused to admit 
right up to the end. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water, they were afraid, and Peter demanded a sign that it was actually him. Our Lord humored him and permitted him to walk on the water, but that authority over the elements was not good enough. Peter's doubt and fear got the better of him because he did not trust the authority that Jesus had over creation itself. But the centurion did. He understood that when Jesus issued a command, the universe bent itself to his will because he was its master. Authority does not lessen with circumstance. So he never doubted that Jesus could heal from a distance or in the dark or through a wall. The question for the centurion was not, can Jesus do this? But would he do this? Would he deign to take notice of me and my predicament? Would he have mercy on my household, even though I am a sinner? Our Lord answered the centurion from afar by healing the servant as was asked. Unlike the disciples who saw miracle after miracle with their own eyes and still struggled with unbelief, this soldier believed sight unseen and was praised by Jesus for the strength of his faith. Faith that believes that the authority of the king of the universe is present in the son of Mary. What are the marks of great faith? Those who think themselves unworthy view themselves rightly. But those who see themselves rightly and still approach God as the loving Savior he is have the very thing that they seek, redemption and new life. God grant us all such faith, now and always. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen.
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. bless us and direct our days and our deeds in his peace.